0: I'm excited to jump right in this morning. You know, we're currently going through this sermon series called The Christmas Connection. Today, we're going to be talking to you about part three. I just want to to tell you what the big idea is right off the bat. Don't let the journey steal your gift. Don't let the journey of life steal the gift that God has given you. Joseph, when we started a couple of weeks ago, we talked about Joseph and Mary, and then we really focused the first week on Mary. And if you remember, the scripture said that Mary was betrothed to be married to Joseph. And that word betrothed actually comes from a Hebrew understanding, and, and that's making or to be made sanctified. And so here is Mary being sanctified for her husband, her future husband. They're just engaged. And God is not a God of convenience, church. Matter of fact, many times, God is a God of inconvenience. The fiery trials that we go through, the journey that we have to live through, the steps that we must take, right, to get us to our destination is not always the easiest. As a matter of fact, I would say it's not easy at all. And so for Joseph, it was a difficult time. For Mary, it was, it was even, even probably more difficult, because she has an encounter with God that no one else understands. And some of you are going to hear that today. You're going to have an encounter with God or you've had an encounter of, encounter with God that your family doesn't understand, that your friends don't understand, that, that your community, your job that you serve, they don't understand the new birth in you in Christ Jesus. But you've got to stay on that journey in order to reach your destination. Don't let the journey... Still your gift So Mary, praise God She went from being sanctified for her husband To being sanctified for her Lord She could have put the gift away She could have run away But she didn't Mary, no matter how inconvenient This encounter with God would be She was going to ponder those things in her heart And she was going to live her life According to the word that had been written upon it God has called all of us to hear his voice. He has written his word on our heart. Whether you are a believer or not a believer, you are on a journey, and there is definitely a destination that awaits you. God has gifted you for his kingdom purpose, each and every one of you. I would say it this way, each and every one of us, that we were created for his purpose in his plan, but we've got to stay the course. And then we talked about Joseph. Joseph had to stay the course, right? We talked about uh, how fear could have caused him to put God's gift away. And look, fear will cause you, if you're not careful, to put God's gift away for a better time, a time that seems more convenient. For Joseph, it couldn't have been a more inconvenient time for God to really show up in his life. You know this, and we're told that uh, or we read in the scriptures behold an angel of the lord appeared to him in a dream saying joseph son of david do not be afraid to take mary as your wife as a matter of fact in the king james it says fear not joseph fear not don't be afraid here's why because i will be with you now for joseph he had a lot of things to to be fearful of Joseph came out of the lineage of David. Joseph was seen as a righteous man. Joseph was a pillar in his community. Joseph had paid a dowry for this this young girl to be his bride. Joseph had the approval of her father. Joseph had all these things in his court. He knew his direction. He knew what his destination would one day be. And now God showed up. And the scripture says that, that he showed up, an angel appeared to him in a dream, meaning that Joseph was probably so worried during the day that he could not hear the Lord. And so God had to speak to him at night. Oh, Joseph, Joseph, fear not. Fear has caused, caused you to miss me during your days. And oh, this child that Mary has is a gift. It's not just a gift for you. It's a gift for the world. Fear not, because in your fear, you will want to put her away. That's what Joseph said. The scriptures say about Joseph that he wanted to put her away discreetly, quietly, divorce her quietly. And God said, oh, Joseph, you're worried about the wrong things. There's a story that wants to be told. My story wants to be told through you. You see, fear can cause you to put away God's gift. And today, don't let the journey of life cause you to put away God's gift. Church, a journey means that we're having to walk it out. And life can be tough. The old cliche is is true, that, that life is a journey. In that journey, there are going to be difficult times. There are going to be difficult situations. There are going to be things that show up that change our direction. I say this a lot, but what gets your attention will get your direction and ultimately get your destination. For Joseph, he had had to really hone in on what God was saying and where God was leading him in order to protect the gift that God was giving him as well as the world. But it would be a journey. I love this about our God. God loves us so much, he will not let us remain the same. We're on a journey together. We're on a journey even as individuals. God is, is sending others on a journey that we encounter throughout our lifetime. The sovereignty of God is incredible, and I don't claim to understand it in its fullness. I know there's the free will of man, and I know there's the sovereignty of God, and where they cross and where they, they intersect, I don't know. Both have a purpose in our lives, but both call us deeper in our journeys with the Lord. See, within this tiny baby named Jesus was contained the entire kingdom of God. And last week I spoke about this. The kingdom of God is simply where Jesus is. The shepherds, the magi, the angels, they were all on a journey to the kingdom of God. And we have this beautiful picture of Jesus in the manger. The animals are praising him. The angels are praising him. The shepherds and the magi, the star, Rudolph, and the seven dwarfs. Everything's praising Jesus. Now, the reason I say that is because for many of us, Christmas has become a fairy tale. It's just a wonderful, beautiful story. Maybe a Disney classic with a great ending, but life is no fairy tale, especially if you live it long enough. In this life, you will have trouble. To see our lives currently, many of you are in storms Many of you, the lightning has struck so closely to you that you're wondering, can I prevail? Can I continue on? Can I persevere? Life is very real, but in retrospect, it's going to paint a beautiful story if you'll maintain your direction and your perseverance. We don't see it in the midst of the chaos. Sometimes it's in retrospect that we see the beautiful story unfold. See, for everyone involved in this story of Christmas when it was happening it would have looked much different we tell the beautiful story of a starry night and we see all the nativity sets and everything and everyone is perfect hindsight is 2020 listen folks the journey can cause you to put away the Christmas gift that's for you Joseph he was worried about what people would think he was righteous, now unrighteous, upholding the family name, and now he's an embarrassment to the family name and walking in shame, living life in his own strength, now having to rely completely on God and his word. He paid a dowry, he had a job, ready to provide for his wife and establish his home. But now he would find himself on the run. The shepherds, the shepherds were placed on a journey. They left their flocks for a faith journey. The magi, think of them for a minute, they journeyed looking for the sand hills and storms they continued on journeying from being on the throne to bowing to the real king the King Jesus you see the Lord had put everyone on a journey to come to his kingdom where Jesus is if King Herod found out that the Magi had told a white lie y'all don't know what white lies are y'all are all too young in here See, when I grew up, my grandmother taught me about white lies. Now, she wasn't Catholic, and Catholics don't promote white lying. Uh, they just have a couple different lies, right? <laughs> um, I, I'm not saying that about Catholic, I'm just saying that, okay, um, but there are some that lies that would uh, definitely uh, condemn us and others we might be forgiven well my grandmother called that white lying and and white lying worked out this way that uh, as long as your fingers were crossed behind your back and no one was going to be hurt well and I don't know why I'm chasing that rabbit this morning (laughs) but if King Herod found out that the Magi may have not told the entire truth that they actually dodged him on their journey it could cost them their lives you see they were living like kings they were kings but then they were journeying through the desert like peasants for what Christmas in their day was not nearly as pretty as Christmas is for us today church hindsight reflection upon looking at God's story manifold and manifest over the last 2,000 years we have the advantage of being post-cross, post-Christmas, and seeing the beautiful nativity sets. But in their day and time, the only thing they could see were their next steps on their journey. The journey. The journey is so important for us as Christians. Perseverance is so important for us as Christians. Years ago, I was in North Africa and in the northern Sahara desert. No claim on land, really don't know where the boundaries are When you're in Algeria or when you're in Mar- Morocco or any of this And as you wander through the sands and the desert You'll come up on these huge tents that are actually sewn together uh, With camel hair and they're actually camel hides And the people are known as Bedouins You may have heard of them, nomads They're nomadic, they follow the, the sheep around, the goats around They uh, They stink nothing against their profession, I'm just saying it's hard to find water in the desert and, 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 and it's interesting to me because I, I, I liked watching where the tents would move and how they could just roll things up so quickly and head out across the desert looking for more grazing pasture looking for the bottom of the mountains looking for grass among the rocks you know, but to them It wasn't a miserable way of living. For me, it probably would be. But for them, it's not because to them, it's not about the conditions. It's about the journey. It's a journey. Where does the journey in life lead us? Where does it end? When does it end? God is not always a God of convenience. I'm sure the shepherds, the magi, Joseph and Mary ask, what will our destination be? They left their lives to find life. They looked to serve instead of being served. They denied themselves. They took up their cross to find something of much more value, the kingdom of God, because where Jesus is, that's where the kingdom of God resides. It's not just a story. It's not a fairy tale. It's the the realism of our Savior placed on a journey, put on a journey, to intersect the world for our behalf. And as He does this, church, He puts us too on a journey. The Apostle Paul, four journeys, right? As yes, some would say, three and a half. One might have been cut short. God puts us on journeys. And as we live our lives, this is the neat thing we gain wisdom, truth, spirit, direction, and finally, an ultimate destination where jesus reigns in luke chapter 2 verse 6 while they were there the time came for the baby to be born of course this is jesus and mary gave birth to her firstborn a son she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available for them there was no room for them in the inn that's how most of us learned it the world had no room for this gift the world couldn't see the bigger or the greater picture. This gift that was given for all mankind, could not mankind couldn't see it. It didn't have room for them. Listen, on your journey, sometimes the world is not going to have room for you or for your gift. But don't let the journey steal your gift. for all the people. It's very important in this message because that's the gift of Christ. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The, this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth, peace to those whom His favor rests. See, this is what makes the Christmas story so beautiful to us as believers. Where the shepherds find God, they find his kingdom. The angels make it a point to tell the shepherds the same thing that Gabriel told Joseph in a dream. They start the same way. Fear not. Do not be afraid. I'm about to send you on a journey. You've come here because I sent you on a journey. Fear not. Fear not. I, the Lord, am with you, Emmanuel. You know, many of us are on a journey right now. It's not pretty. It's not how we thought it would turn out. It's not what we expected. It's not even in the same direction at this point in our lives that we thought we would be going. However, one day in retrospect, if it leads us to Jesus, it will be a beautiful, beautiful story. See, as we mature in our walk with God, our story becomes intertwined with his story to the point where it's his story being told through our lives. That's maturity. It's a great place to be. See, our lives will one day, we'll be able to look back, hopefully in retrospect, and say, you know what? Our story was a story of redemption, a story of forgiveness, a story of reconciliation, and ultimately a story of our destination in the kingdom of God. Have you ever thought that at the end of your life, in the beginning of eternity, the first words we may need need to hear are those words, fear not. We may be so overwhelmed with the angelic praises, the saints that have gone on before us embracing us, colors that we've never seen before, the magnificence and the presence of the Almighty God, Jesus. The first words we may need to hear are those of fear not the kingdom of God is his kingdom not ours in the book of Revelation you see this happen I mean John John does what I mean he's caught up in the spirit and when he sees the majestic sight of the heavenlies he said I fell as though I were a dead man and God said hey no get up I got more to show you this is just part of your journey right God places us on a journey and this journey called life don't put away the gift that God has given you Romans 14 17 reminds us of of what the kingdom of God looks like righteousness peace and joy in the Holy Spirit that there's the kingdom of God and I don't know any one of us that wouldn't want to be righteous meaning that is I am in right standing with my heavenly Father. It is as it should be between my God and me. Peace. That that we don't want this this peace that's upon us, the peace that Christ provides, the peace of being in his presence. When the world fades away and there's this perfect peace that falls upon us, it is attractive. Who would not want that? Joy. Joy in the Holy Spirit, and we'll talk a little more about joy here in a moment. But some of us live in this place called happiness, and you can't stay there. I know that because I could slap it out of you. I choose not to because you slap back. But, but the truth is, happiness is an emotion, but this joy that, that Jesus brings is, a, is an internal joy. It's an eternal joy that he equips us with for life. You see, I believe that this is why the magi, the shepherds, Joseph and Mary, they, they, they looked to, to come together to experience the kingdom of God, the righteousness, the peace, and the joy that God was giving to a world that so desperately needed it. You know who are to be carriers in their journey of that today is the church. Let me tell you, don't let the journey cause you to put away God's gift. You've got to persevere. Life, let me say it this way, time, church, time is a form of God's grace to us. And what you do in this time, what you determine of yourself during this grace period we know is life, should call us to a destination with our Father, our Heavenly Father to the Christ child, if you want to put it in those ways. This time that we celebrate Christmas, it is not a fairy tale. It's not just a feel-good story. Those participants in the Christmas story at the time that it was happening, it was a very difficult time in their life, but today it's turned into a beautiful story about their journey. And God has called each and every one of us on this journey, and he's called us to persevere. Lyndon B. Johnson once said, Peace is a journey of a thousand miles, and it must be taken one step at a time. The Apostle Paul said it this way I fought the good fight, I finished the race, I kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day. And not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. This means that he had to finish the race, he had to persevere on this journey. The world didn't always accept the Apostle Paul. The world didn't accept Joseph in the Old Testament. The world didn't accept necessarily Jesus at the time of his appearing. But there was a purpose behind the perseverance. And for each one of us, there is a purpose behind the perseverance. Others will see the kingdom of God working out in our lives as we persevere as we walk through this this journey called life. You see, our journey is a journey of perseverance. Think about Mary and Joseph. They, They couldn't let the journey set before them abort their gift. They couldn't abort the gift because of the journey. They carried their gift with them. Jesus was placed on a journey himself. According to the prophets, the Savior would be born in Bethlehem. But he had to leave Nazareth. He had to go to Bethlehem. And the way Jesus did it was in the womb of a virgin. He, too, was on a journey. According to the prophets, as I said, Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. It showed who he was and who he would be and how he was the gift for the world. In Jesus' own life, he would be on a journey. Many would attempt to persuade him to lose focus. They would want to kill his gift. They would want to kill him. He would need to persevere on his journey. There was a time when he's, he's at the Garden of Gethsemane. He's knelt down and he said, Lord, if it be thy will, remove this cup from me, yet not my will be done but thine. In other words, Lord, this journey is tough. It's difficult. You see, he would even go to the cross in order for his purpose to be fulfilled. Many will come in your life and attempt you to leave your gift. They will want you to give up on your purpose. The journey is too risky. It will even look foolish to others. Can you imagine how foolish Joseph and Mary must have looked? Engaged, pregnant, the world said there's no room for people like you. But when you come to Christ, listen, church, you are born again and you're given a new nature. Many will attempt to convince you, I'm okay with it, but everything in moderation. But how can this be? You are a new creation. The old is gone. Behold, the new has come is what the scripture says. Don't let your new identity be taken or consumed by the identity of this world. Keep your direction. Keep your focus. Remember this. What gets your attention gets your direction and ultimately will have your destination. And others will want you to put that away. Not at my house. We don't speak about politics and religion. Really? I thought God worked through his people I thought we were the bride of Christ I I thought we were full of morals And values and direction And that we would love the world And that that we would be on this journey We are the bride of Christ One day to be married back To our husband Jesus (coughs) We have to learn That others will look to either pull us off our path, off of our journey. They'll they'll mock us. They'll make fun of us. They'll say, look, you never changed. But be careful with that. Because yes, you have. And you are walking with your gift and it is sanctifying you throughout this journey we call life and stay the course. Sometimes we just have to outlive our adversaries. Sometimes... We live life so long as a heathen that they haven't had time yet for this new life to be seen in us. Stay the course. We must grow up. Don't lose your direction. The shepherds in the field were given a direction. They were given a star. The magi were given a direction. They were given a sign. Joseph and Mary were given a direction in a dream and through the angelic presence. We are all given a direction in the Holy Spirit. We were all created for his purpose There are a lot of opportunities where we can be blown off course, but don't. Think with me for a minute. God had a direction. He was to be the firstborn again. You ever thought of that? Nicodemus comes to Jesus at night, and and he's a religious scholar. This is a man of faith, and he doesn't want all the other men of faith because he's got a fear of perception. He doesn't want them to see him coming to Jesus, and he sits next to him. He says, Jesus, what must a man do in order to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, unless a man be born again, the first to be born among men was Jesus. In this way, God came to a virgin. Now, let me say this. I, this is in my nose, but I'm having some fun. Jesus was born to a virgin. And the way that virginity was checked was, of course, after the marriage was consummated. That meant something from the outside had to make it to the inside. But that's not true with God. Because we're born out of a sin nature and it couldn't be true for God or he wouldn't be God. And so the hymen that is within the virginity of a woman that is broken... Right, would only be broken through the purity of God coming from the inside to the out. No impurities from the outside coming in because our God is pure. Our God is holy. And, and because of that, look, I believe that, that what we see in his purity is his integrity of our God being lived out on this earth. He who had no sin, he never sinned, became sin is what the scripture said, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. In the Christmas story, what we see is a beautiful story of purity being birthed out into the world to set people on a new course with a perfect direction that has a perfect eternity awaiting us. There are a lot of opportunities, uh, opportunities to be blown off course, but as I said, don't he was the first to be born again he surrendered himself out of his love for us he tells us in this life you will have troubles he warns us even about our own families some of you are worried about going home for Christmas because you don't want to be around the crazies and unfortunately in our world today you're the crazies it's you but you don't have to act crazy As a matter of fact, the Lord said, my peace I leave with you. Let everybody else be crazy this Christmas. You know the real story. You have a real destination. You have a real journey on your life. And as we go through the fiery trials, they're not to burn us. They're not to consume us. They're to refine us. They're to make us more and more sanctified as we use our gifts for his glory. Matthew 10 37 Jesus says he who loves his father and mother more than me is not worthy of me and he who loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me and he who does not take his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me he who finds his life will lose it and he who loses his life for my sake will find it in other words he who follows my journey is going to find life what I've called him or her to do Even your own family may not understand your new birth. It takes time, growth, and direction. Even Jesus, at the age of 12, he's told, hey, your parents are looking for you. They've been looking for you for a couple days, three days. Hey, Jesus. And they find him in the temple, and it's interesting what Jesus said. "Uh, Who are my father and mother? He's trying to say, look, the church is about to be birthed, and we're going to have new brothers and sisters in Christ. This is a beautiful thing because I can say, Lord, I didn't choose them, but you did Uh uh-huh so I'm called to love them right sometimes you must live this new life long enough for them to really see the new birth of Christ in your life as you grow and mature in your faith remember what gets your attention gets your direction and ultimately gets your destination don't lose your direction and miss your destination look for your star in the darkest of nights and finally this morning peace and great joy Two things that are promised in the Christ child, peace and great joy. In 1 John 1, it's interesting how he unpacks some things about Christ here, about his eyes seeing and the word of life manifesting among us. But in verse 4 of 1 John 1, 4, And these things we write to you that your joy may be full. It is amazing to me that we as Christians may, some, may be some of the most pessimistic, joyless people around. I, I, I had a guy come in he teaches a class called the John Wesley Adventure it's an interesting class and had him come in and, and he started that class by uh, just, just some overheads and he said hey I went through the churches I travel uh, across the United States and around the world teaching this and I take pictures of, of the church members and he started putting the pictures up on the screens and he said does this look like a bunch that you would want to join in your family or you'd like to join this family and I mean people were like scowling and mad maybe the preaching was that bad i don't know but but here we're told what to have joy now listen your joy must be looked after we don't naturally have the fullness of joy i i mean charles spurgeon said it this way he said as christians our joy needs looking after so true you cannot already rejoice when affliction is a part of this world you cannot always rejoice because although your treasure is not of this world your affliction is external afflictions remind us our joy needs to be looked after john piper stated it this way not everyone delights in god more than they delight in the world therefore their joy is at risk the scriptures that john unfolds reminds us that this joy is is supposed to happen and it's an internal peace that is given to us and it's given to us in the christ child All wrapped up in the kingdom of God, we have this eternal and internal joy that is supposed to be present. And sometimes it's simultaneous with sorrow. For some of us, as we approach the Christmas season in our journey, tragic things have happened right around the holidays or the holy days. It's a difficult time to celebrate. It's a difficult time to have joy. And yet you feel it because you know there's an eternal hope, but we're missing someone. It's not the same and that's how the body of Christ should feel by the way everyone's a value we hold everyone in a valuable way and when someone is not there it hurts, it's painful but we have an eternal hope that should give us a joy in that sorrow the scripture states in Psalm 30 verse 5 this is David here and he says his favor is for a lifetime weeping may last for the night but a shout of joy comes in the morning I can feel one way and I can feel the other. Listen, emotional happiness is just too quick. And and, and it's too quick to come and it's too quick to to leave. That's an emotional feeling. But joy is what Christ gave us and that's eternal. That sets us in stone. James tells us, Consider it all a joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its perfect result, so that you may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. In other words, this journey is sanctifying us through the gifts that God has given us. Don't abort the journey, much less the gifts that God gives you for his kingdom along the journey. The angel stated, do not be afraid, I bring you tidings of great joy. In other words, through your journey, you now hear that declaration, that angelic declaration that says, oh, that joy is in you. There is hope for the world. There is hope for us. There is hope for our future. We have a wonderful destination because of the Christmas story, because God intersecting the world. He has given us an internal peace and an internal joy. It can't be stolen regardless of the journey that we're on. It's not to say there won't be emotions such as sadness, hurt, emotions that, that cause us to sometimes become sad because of those we're missing. And yet, there's a promise from Jesus. 33 years later, he would say, I go to prepare a place for you. That where I am, you may be also. It's not over. The journey's just begun.